0: Hello and welcome to another episode of In the Springs. I'm your host, Ryan Lowry. Thanks for tuning in. On today's show, I sit down with one of the mainstays of the Colorado Springs music scene, Mr. Joe Johnson. This episode was recorded on June 3rd in Joe's kick-ass RV before his show at Ivy Wild School right here in Colorado Springs. Before diving into my conversation with Joe, enjoy a tune from his 2013 album, New West Sound, and a track entitled, Who's Gonna Go Your Bond? Without further ado, sit back and enjoy, because singer-songwriter Joe Johnson is in the springs.
1: 14 rivers, swam in 14 floods, found my mind at the bottom, like an old brick sinking in the mud, child, I'm an old brick sinking in the mud. I won't be back no more, child I won't be back no more, no So who's gonna help you, brother? Who's gonna go your body?
0: So I've got the elusive Joe Johnson with me on In the Springs, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I appreciate you taking time out before the show here at uh, at Ivy Wild to hang out for a couple minutes. Of course. I was kind of thinking about it, and you and I have known each other for, it's probably close to 10 years now, right?
2: I think at least 10 years. And
0: yeah. we met when uh, you were running the board at, uh, yeah. at at Thunder and Buttons.
2: I was running a soundboard for a comedy open mic at Thunder and Buttons. That's correct. <laughs> the yep. good old days. Huh? Oh, well, the good old days.
0: Well, uh you know obviously you're you're kind of a you know I don't want to pump you up too much, but kind of a legend here in, in the Colorado <laughs> springs area uh you know certainly in the music scene and I think a lot of people know you and you've gone from you know being in a very successful well known band here locally to now having a very successful solo career um, so how does a guy from Mississippi end up in Manitou Springs? What's the story there
2: <laughs> well it's you know it's kind of a long story, but uh the the short of it would be that uh, I was traveling uh the west uh from mississippi i was on my way to utah and uh i swung through because my brother was working a job at the time in manitou springs he was living there and working so i stopped through to visit him and uh you know when it came time to go back to mississippi i i just couldn't think of any place other than manitou springs so i uh, the people i was traveling with uh, i was riding the back seat with a couple of friends and had my guitar and a backpack and a pair of boots and I said just just leave me in Manitou I'll, I'll figure it out from there. And, no kidding now, how old were you when that happened? <laughs> uh let's see well I'd have to think about how old I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was probably 23 maybe 22 or 3. And
0: so did you settle into the the music scene pretty quickly once you got
2: established in Manitou? You know it took it kind of took a minute it took a minute to feel it out. Um, you know I came from coming from Mississippi is really, uh thick music scene especially with what i do um so um, i kind of noticed that there was you know a, a, at least a, a growing music scene here when i moved here but not a lot of people doing what i did you know specifically as a solo artist and this is before the creating a nuisance band happened you know so uh <clears throat> i think uh, it really started out with open mics uh ancient mariner open mic um and uh just kind of grew from there. Uh, I just sort of took whatever anybody would throw at me. The, the third show that I was offered when living here was to play carnival in Manitou at the ancient Marin, which, you know, carnival, it's just insane. And, and I didn't know at the time that they celebrated. I came from where I come from. It's a big celebration. I thought, well, it can't be that big, you know, it's Colorado, you know, (laughs) and, uh, so they, they booked me under the uh, understanding that I had a band, which I did not, uh, and I lied and said I had a band, and so <laughs> I took. So, so I spent the next three weeks at open mics recruiting what uh, was essentially creating a nuisance. They were already playing shows as that band, um, as a three piece, and so I essentially recruited them to and another guitar player to to play my songs without knowing them. Yeah, and we did about a. Um, five sets of music that day (laughs) and uh they uh i mean 90 percent of the material those guys had never heard um and in that kind of scenario i think people were drunk enough that they didn't care (laughs) whether we sounded like but for whatever reason i think that sort of um started people maybe taking note that of who i was and that i was in town you know i'd been in town maybe three or four months at the time yeah um, so that that might be kind of where it started in earnest. But, you know, I think I, I enjoyed be, here, the scene here from the beginning. You know, when I was on doing open mics and the only gig I could get was playing on the street and sidewalk in Manitou. I mean, that's literally where I started out yeah. like, in this town was sitting on the sidewalk in front of the hemp store playing for change.
0: So, so. what was it about the scene that, that resonated with you?
2: Was there anything in particular that you identified with? You know, one thing I dug about it that... I feel like still exists. Um, and you know, in in a lot of ways, even to a greater degree, uh, there was a real camaraderie and working together in this music scene, like the fact that creating nuisance was already a band and doing their shows. And I was able to tap them to just back me up this, you know, before that they asked me to join the band after that, um, which I was glad to do. But, uh, you know, being able to tap musicians that had their own thing going on that were willing to just back you up for a, for the whole night was really something special now there were there were people like that in in mississippi as well but um you know i don't i don't know that i was as con- i guess uh as connected um with those musicians there and here it seemed like people were really way more receptive to it not knowing me yeah like, to, to collaborating you know and and uh so i found that to be really exciting and and you know i think uh i dig that I, when i first came here the scene was not as diverse as it is now i really dig the diversity that in happened. terms of
0: the types of music that people were
2: types of music and the types of good music yeah you know because i'm a i'm a songwriter you know what i do is there's a lot of country and bluegrass and, and uh, americana but but i'm just a songwriter and at heart you know I, I write any kind of song that comes to mind and i like to digest a wide variety of music from the stanley brothers to to yola tango i like you know nwa and right, right. You know, yeah testament you know, yeah like what, a lot of different kind of music so i dig that it's a real diverse scene and there's a lot of solid bands in different genres and and they all you know work together yeah, and, and collaborate. I, I do shows with uh, heavy metal bands and hip hop acts. I've done one here. Yeah, with, with metal bands and hip hop acts, and I was the only acoustic act on the whole bill. And you know that would that just doesn't happen in a lot of places. Right, right.
0: <laughs> well, now I know creating a nuisance that had you know a pretty significant run and a pretty high degree of success here here locally. What was that transition like for you going from being part of a part of a unit? to being joe johnson and kind of hanging that shingle out what was that transition like for you
2: yeah uh that's a great question that was uh, actually a uh it was a tougher transition than i thought it would be i think uh because i had started out doing solo music and before i even came to colorado i was doing solo music um and so i guess you know the idea that when you're in a band with five or six other people there's four to five other people booking shows handling this handling that making sure posters get done and delivered to the venues and right. and uh, I barely did anything I showed up <laughs> played the guitar you know was and and was appreciative of all the work they did but uh so I found that you know uh y- there's a lot you know a lot more falls on your own shoulders you know um you know but it, it, and in the same breath you know w- how the show goes falls on your shoulders, you know, right, whereas right. when you're in a band with five dudes, you know, you can, uh, you know, in a friendly way, point the fingers around <laughs> at the end of the night, but at the, you know, when it's just you, there's nobody to blame for yourself. Right. For.
0: Right. So, uh, you know, so going back to the, um, you know, kind of the camaraderie of a band and guys sort of picking up the slack and helping out with different parts of it. Now that you're solo, do you enjoy that aspect of it as well in terms of kind of managing your career? And Like you said, good bad or otherwise, it falls on on Joe Johnson's shoulders yeah and, and sure. do you enjoy that that part of it
2: yeah, I hate it no, <laughs> it i I couldn't hate it more yeah. I, I, I i'm i one of the I'm probably one of the least concerned about um, the financial situation or the <laughs> scenario i really uh, you know I accept it and uh, do it and uh, you know handle the business as best I can, but you know i'm I would much rather just be playing songs and singing, them yeah. and and that's that's enough to keep up with.
0: <laughs> so how do you how do you get to that best case scenario where you do just show up and plug in and play, and then yeah. they say, "Hey, get in the car and drive here." Show up, plug in, and play. Yeah. I mean, is that something that's on your radar in terms of like goals you set for yourself, or is it just day by day and these you know, things?
2: I think yeah. I mean, it's tough to say. Like, it's tough to not say that that's a goal, but uh, I don't know that it's a major goal. You know, I kind of. I think over the last yeah, several years, you know, I've either been approached by or approached people myself <clears throat> with the, uh, you know, uh, possibility of whatever business aspects. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, it usually doesn't work out. I, wor- I work with a booking agent from Denver, Rocky Mountain Artist. We have working together for a couple of years, and, and that goes well. And then I do a lot of booking myself. And... Um, what I found these days that works really well is, is that, uh, you know, I've just established a network by doing it myself in different regions and cities. And uh, also, uh, I think a big thing that's helped me out in the last couple of years is that I took it upon myself to try to bring artists from out of state to Colorado Springs, Americana singers, people that I can get, can, you know, help make connections in the Springs. And so that kind of comes full circle, you know, a lot of times. So, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess if, if, uh, you know, the right, uh, uh, cat, came along and said, "Hey, you know, I, want to do this. I, I don't know that I I don't know that at this point I could trust I I could uh, trust anyone's uh right. you know. Well, when uh, you've got your hands uh, when, in when everything When I've got my hands in everything for so long, but no, I mean, you know, in an ideal world, man, I think every artist would like to just show up and play the song. right? But, <laughs> right. but I think sometimes, you know, it's like any other business, man. I kind of look at um for better or worse, you know, a lot of times when you do this um as much as i've been doing it that you know it kind of becomes your business like if uh if i were a carpenter you know and i have my own carpentry company uh i don't only nail the nails into the boards i also do the books at the end of the night right and so i'm not any different than in tens of thousands of other small business People out there doing it, you know, doing yeah. it all themselves. I just happen to have a really fun business to yeah. do. <laughs> Even my worst days of paperwork, or, or I can't really complain, <laughs> right,
0: right? Well, one of the things you had mentioned is that you know, you, at, kind of at your core, you're a songwriter. And this is probably a, a naive question on, on my part, but but where does the inspiration come from? When do you find yourself putting pen to paper and writing a song? What is that process like for you?
2: Hmm. Well, it kind of just. I, I've learned over the years to just like let it come when it comes and just it it always like everything else in the world it ebbs and flows and sometimes you know you get there there was a point in my life where I felt, you know, if I didn't write a song every day or two that you know, so I needed I was behind and you know as a young man I I was, I was there was a lot of putting any words down on the page that come to mind and that's important as a songwriter really For people that might be wanting, you know, to be a songwriter, the only thing you can do is pick up a guitar or piano and a pen and paper and start writing bad songs because you're going to have to do that to write good songs Yeah. And it takes that. But, um, you know, these days and uh, for for several years now, I've gotten kind of to the point where I just sort of wait for some burst of inspiration and it it can just sort of come at any point and uh like over the winter this past winter i think i wrote like a dozen or more songs that were uh different kind of varieties and folk songs and country songs and rock and roll songs but just it just was a period of a couple of months where uh, ideas were just coming every day you know and so you want to try to catch them all as as they come you know and And uh, I think that just a lot of times just has to do with how open my mind is and, you know, how much I'm keeping the clutter out. Right, right. You're able to hear it and and catch it more often that way. But for me, man, songwriting is like some people have like a method and, you know, special pen or light a candle or whatever they do, you know. (laughs) But for me, man, you know, it's just it's like, I don't know, I've written a lot of songs, so it's just sort of, you know. It's real organic and, and in the moment. And yeah. It just kind of comes in various forms, you know. There's not really for me. There's not a real method to the madness. Yeah, I yeah. Just sort of wait. To, if it rhymes, it sounds great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, when you were putting together your first solo album, uh-huh. and you had to kind of you know pick your children that were going to be on this mm-hmm. album, what what was the challenge there when you do have material that? hey, this is ready for prime time, but it's not going to fit? And, you know, was that, a, was that a tough process for you?
2: You know, I think it would, uh, it would have been a lot tougher had I not. I was working with um, a couple of guys, uh, um, the band Changing Colors, uh, Connor and Ian Burgall. I worked with them on that record, and, um, you know, at some point I deferred when it came to picking the songs. And uh, I I deferred to Connor Bergall on that. He's not only does he just have a really good sense of how to make a good album and how to put songs together. um, He hasn't... He's not afraid to tell you that this one's not going to work and this one will. And it doesn't mean that it's a bad song. Sometimes the flow of the album is really what's important. Right. You know, I don't want to just string together 12 songs that are all the best songs I got, you know, I want the album to flow and
0: got to be some continuity in there.
2: Yeah. I want people to listen to it, you know, and sit down and want to listen to it from track one to the end. And, and, uh, you know, so it helps to have other, I think it helps to have other people's input on that. I'm, I'm pretty controlling in a lot of aspects of my music, but I have learned when and where to ask for other people's opinions. And, And in something like that, I think is, you know, both of their opinions were real valuable, but Connor, and specifically, I think, had a lot to do with the song selection for that because we really we did that on reel-to-reel tape, and we had a limited amount of takes. So, to tell you the truth, that you know, we we I think we recorded thirteen or fourteen songs, and twelve of them made it on the record. So yeah. it wasn't a real hard.
0: And that's kind of a beautiful thing where that pressure is there. Where, you know, when it's digital, I think people have, you know, I'm sure everybody's lugging around a phone right now that has a thousand pictures on it yeah. that you're never going to look at. Right. But when it's real to real tape and there's sort of a finite amount of lights on that tape, it yeah, all matters. It so. all
2: matters. And we, yeah, you know, you do the rehearsal rehearsal take before the tape machine runs. Yeah. You know, and you hope that it's not perfect. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you hope that there's some mistake somewhere. Yeah. Or, um, it was a real daunting process man. I, I'm not I'm not sure I, I would do it again I think you know in that kind of setting but when we made the second album and, and we did it in the, the digital format yeah you know with a with a full band i I, I definitely think that you know the advantages are innumerable yeah yeah
0: <laughs> well at this point in your career, you've been doing this for a day or two. Yeah. What, what do you consider what's progress look like for you? How does it feel that, I'm still moving forward, I'm still improving, I'm still Mm. challenging myself.
2: Yeah. And what does that... I got, uh, three or four years ago, I got off the Wendy's dollar menu, you know, (laughs) and uh, that's been progress. (laughs) Yeah, straight up. And, uh, you know, uh, um, I think maybe next month I think I might buy a new pair of boots. Just living these are, the dream, these are, man. These are good it's things, all man. coming together. You know, it's like you look around. You know, you look around our 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 country, our world these days, and uh, you know, them that's got are them that gets. That's a Ray Charles line. Them that got are them that gets, and I ain't got nothing yet. And you you just kind of you just have to you have to be happy. You have to find out what makes you happy in life and I think being a successful musician depends on what you need to be happy I'm a very I don't need a lot I have two kids and a a, a lady and you know I want to provide a good life and home for them you know and that's been happening so as long as that keeps happening we're we're successful and doing good and I guess uh being more successful uh you know the new pair of boots, <laughs> oh,
0: <man. laughs> you know, that's a beautiful thing, Joe. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much, man. It yeah. was great to catch oh, up with you. I'm and, uh, now where can folks find you online so they can find out where they can catch you
2: live? Yeah. Um, you can go to blanktaperecords.com, records.com. Uh, and then there's a link there to various websites, um, for myself and other artists that are on blank tape records. And, uh, you can also find me on Facebook, Joe Johnson music and, uh, that's really where the where you get most of the information because I can only handle one form of social media <laughs> at a time. So Perfect. So that's, that's where you find. Perfect, it. Joe Johnson, man.
0: It was great catching up with you, my you friend. You too, Ryan. All right,
2: have a good show. Yeah, thanks.
0: So there you have it, Colorado Springs' own Joe Johnson. My sincere thanks to Joe for taking time out before his gig at Ivy Wild School to be on the show. I had a great time reconnecting with Joe and definitely look forward to catching up with him again soon. As always, thank you for listening to In the Springs. The In the Springs podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. In the Springs is also a proud member of the KCMJ family. Visit kcmj.org for program schedule details. You can follow In the Springs on Twitter at rpl underscore metajunk. Before I cut you loose, enjoy another track from Joe's album, New West Sound, and a tune entitled Ain't Nothing Wrong. Until next time, I'm Ryan Lowry, and we'll see you again right here in the springs.
1: Early in the morning, my feet don't know which way. You let-